Oh my God, Helen, are you an idiot? It's not that hard to record a podcast intro. How many times you have to redo it? Helen, are you stupid? Can you not string two words together? If any of this sounds familiar to you, except for the part where I say Helen because that's my name, then this is definitely an episode that you want to stick around for. I'm doing something a little different today. I'm going to be in studio. I won't be walking, but you can go ahead and walk because this would be a good walk for you. It's probably about 50 or 55 minutes, and I will put in a little bell at the halfway mark. So I think that was just my bossy trainer side that came out when I said, this will be a good walk for you. So just do it, man. That's kind of like I was being a little pushy there. Anyway, I am inside today because I'm taking a phone call from Kate Dornan. And I'm not quite talented enough to walk and interview a podcast guest at the same time. So I am in front of my computer, but Kate is really awesome. And in addition to being a female entrepreneur empowerment coach, she is from Perth, Western Australia. You know what that means? That means that Kate has an amazing accent. So in addition to having an amazing accent and having a really good voice, And knowing a lot of stuff because she's a speaker whose mission is to empower women to embrace their self-confidence, I felt that she would be the perfect person for today to talk about self-sabotage with me. So we're going to welcome Kate in just a minute. I am going to leave you a little bit of Kate's bio and her links in the podcast description and in the show notes so you can go check out a little bit more what she's about. She's also a founder of, of two Facebook groups, and that's actually how I met her because I'm part of female entrepreneurs thriving together and also the Connection Cove. And those are both her Facebook communities. And if you are an entrepreneur, that is, those are the groups for you because it's really, really supportive and really women in business helping each other. Anyway, go ahead and help me welcome Kate. Hello, Kate. And enjoy her accent. We're walking and talking. We're walking and talking. We're walking and talking. We're walking and talking with Helen Ryan. Hey, hello, Helen. How are you? Should we do good? How should we do that? How are you? I'm fine. I'm not really fine. Are you fine? Are you finer than me? Yeah, do you actually really want to know if you're fine? If I'm fine? No, we just want to know. I know, see, you're one of the few who actually is really fine because you are in, because you're in Australia. Correct. I'm actually in Perth. Um, I was going to actually do this podcast outside under the cabana, but it's too hot. Oh, that is too, too bad. Hot here, I know, <laughs> it's such a shame for us, isn't it? <laughs> so many people around there snowed in and everything, and it's like, oh, God, I have to be inside. I can't go out until the balmy <laughs> evening. I'm so sorry. So, yeah, we are, I am aware every second of every day how lucky my family and I are. Considering yeah. We've got no COVID restrictions, really, you know. Yeah, so that's amazing. It is, it is. And, um, yeah, it's my heart, my heart <laughs> and people. So, yeah, very lucky. Great, great part of the world. Yeah. Well, I wish I was there instead of here, but I'm here. So someday I will go there. I know. And now that I think I've connected, like, as you know, we're all on Facebook. We all connect that way. And I feel like now I've got about 18 destinations that I just have to get <laughs> to. But everything's so far away from Perth. Because Perth is the most isolated city in the world. Wow. So, I didn't know that. Like, 
it is, right? And it's so funny because when COVID hit and we got through it really quickly, it yeah. was that thing of, I bet you all wish you were in the most isolated <laughs> city in the world now. <laughs> you know, but but the swing side is even to go to Melbourne somewhere else in Australia, it's it's a trip. Yeah. You know, it's a trip. So us, yeah, Europe, there's no so once I was over there, I'll come and see you all and I'll come yes. I'll come to you first. I like it. Yeah. Done. Oh, well, once we're safe. Yeah. Easy to say, right, we're in COVID. But it will happen. <laughs> it will happen. We don't put things out there unless we mean it, right? Exactly. And the power of positive thinking. Correct. Correct. So the opposite of positive thinking is negative thinking negative thinking. self-sabotage. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Um, oh, look, it's funny because you've got me on this podcast and I know what you do and I know it's around health you know? Yes. And you've asked me to come on and talk about self-sabotage. And one of the things with self-sabotage, it's not just in health. Mm -hmm. It's not anywhere, but it relates to every area of our life, right? And health is just one of them. So the things that I love about understanding self-sabotage, and we'll talk about what it is, um, is that it's knowledge and knowledge is power because when you have that knowledge, you could, you adapt it to every situation. Knowledge is self-awareness and that's the key to be able to, you know, to deal with self. So I'm, my, I might just go on here if that's okay. You interrupt yeah, yeah. me. Tell me what. No, feel free. Um, I can, I can talk. Um, so what was I saying? Self, 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 sabotage. What it is is when your conscious mind, the logical part of you, right? that says, I want to get up, I want to eat well, I want to exercise, I know it's good for me, is in total conflict with your subconscious mind, right? And the subconscious mind, you know, its role is to keep you safe, right? Right. A primitive, primitive role. So understanding that is what self-sabotage is, it's a conflict, right? And then it's being able to recognize it. So I'll give you an example about the subconscious mind keeping you safe. There are so many different ways to look at it. So I'll give you an example, and then I want to put that into exercise and health, if that's okay. Okay. Yeah, sure. So, you know, if you're in a meeting, say you're in the corporate world or something, and you're in a meeting and you're nervous because you think everyone's above you, what am I doing here? I'm a fraud, you know. And they, someone says something and you think of something, you know it's clever. You know yeah. it's clever. And you're so nervous, right? You go to do it and then someone else interrupts and says their thing, right? So you have that split second to reassess. That's where your subconscious will come mm-hmm. up and save you. Babe, it's probably <laughs> stupid anyway. Like I, I'd say it's already been said before. You don't want to look like it. What if it's wrong? All those things come up and you're not going to say a freaking word, are you? No. Right? So then you think, oh, and that's that's what we feed ourselves. That all comes from what we feed ourselves and we can talk about that later. But I think about self-sabotage dressed up as motivation as well, and I particularly like this one with regards to health. Think about when we decide to make a change, right? And I've done this many times. It's like, right, that's it. I'm taking up yoga. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go running every morning at 5 a.m. every morning, you know, I'm going to start eating well. In fact, I've got to go to sleep right now, guys, because I've got to lay out my gym clothes so I'm ready to Mm -hmm. go in the morning, right, and have everything ready. 
we go in, wait, I'm going to cut out sugar, right? We're going to cut out sugar, get rid of everything in the pantry. This is it. You proclaim to the world that you're doing it. And that is setting yourself up for failure, right? You go in too hard, too fast, and it's like you are perpetuating it and it's like you are, um, what's the word, validating your belief that you're not an exerciser, that you're just not right. a good person, right? So that's right. a long-winded way to explain self-sabotage, but I think you get the the point. It's that it's that moment where the subconscious says to you, I told you this is too hard. You've got to stop doing it. Your knees are sore. You're not a runner. Yep. You know, yep. you just need chocolate. By the way, yep. I don't have chocolate, <laughs> by the way. Um, but, but, yeah, so that's that. That's the subconscious coming in and ruining the day. So it's very easy to change it. And we talk yeah. about changing what we talk to ourselves about. Yeah. And I think that's really important because people don't understand, too, the messaging that you tell yourself. Like, how many times have I done have I done something? I go, oh my God, you're so stupid. Like, how could you do that? Mm-hmm. You know, the whole negative talk or, you know, you just like, it's always a, a constant negative, like, you know, you're this, you're that, you're this, you know, telling myself all the time. And, and people do this all the time with all different areas of life. We all did it. We all did it. And it's only once you get awareness of it that you freak out and yep. you go, oh my God, like one of the ones I learned, I learned it years and years ago. And it was in a, um, a coaching class thing I did and the one thing I got out of it was the use of the word but I want to do that but I don't have yeah uh yes I would have helped you I would have finished that but you know and that but negates everything that came before it right so you think every time you say that but what have you just said no to what have you just deprioritized and it's often the one that's the most important Right. Yeah. And so when I recognized that, I changed my way at work, made a huge difference. What I didn't think about was A, how I talked to myself and B, how I talked at home. Mm-hmm. And once I realized that, I realized how many times I used butt with the kids, how many times I used mm-hmm. butt with my husband, anything like that. So the self-awareness now, I just won't use it. I, it just simply couldn't come out of my mouth. Right. It's like with an apology. It's like, yeah, you know, I, I shouldn't have said that, but you pushed me into a corner. As soon as you add the word, yeah. but it's no longer an apology. It's no longer an apology. It negates the apology and it puts blame elsewhere. You're living with reasons as to why you didn't do something. You're not living with results as to why you just kept going and took responsibility and accountability. Yeah. You know? So there's one word, right? There's one yeah. word. And everything that you're saying afterwards, I didn't have the time, I'm not good enough, but this, but that, all of that's being fed down to your subconscious. And that's what's feeding it, the things to feed you back so that when you need, um, I would have gone out with those people, but I'm shy. Yeah. I would have picked up the phone, but I was in the middle of something and you know what I mean? Everything goes down. So the next time you run into a good acquaintance who asks you, do you want to come away on the boat this weekend? That split second, all those things up, no, you're shy, mate, You're. it's going to be hard for you, all those things that you've fed it, just come back up. Yeah. And we don't even realise. We don't even realise. So yeah. powerful, powerful stuff, yeah? Yeah, very. I was, um, I was reading about 
uh, or a few years ago, I was reading about negative words and and I was or negative self talk. And I've been tired since I was sixteen. The yeah. first time I went to the doctor for fatigue, I was sixteen. So, and in my twenties, I went to the doctor and they couldn't find anything wrong with me. And then a printer rep came into the office and he goes, "How are you today?" And then he goes, "Wait, let me guess. You're tired." So I always tell myself, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Mm -hmm. I'm so tired. And so after I was made aware of, you know, the power of words, I told myself, well, how is it going to make you less tired to keep telling yourself that you're tired? I mean, that doesn't make it, you know, you're tired. You don't have to tell yourself or reinforce the fact that you're tired. Perpetuate and keep that as your only thought. Yep. You know, that it's like they say, I read something the other day, which I just loved and it was around the last thought you have at night is often the first thought you wake up with and you think about how many times we would go to bed and go oh my god I'm going to be so fucking tired tomorrow (laughs) you know (laughs) and you do you go to bed and sure enough in the morning you'll do anything to prove yourself right I knew I'd be yeah my eyes are like sandpaper I knew I'd be tired or god it's going to be a shit day tomorrow whatever it just does it so you say something different something positive mm-hmm. tomorrow's going to be a great day i haven't met it before <laughs> i'm yeah. really looking forward to it you know see the positives i can get out of it very different it's yeah. a very different narrative and and telling yourself it's going to be a shit day is self-sabotage all of it all of it is all of it is look we can go into all these things and act like there's all these different you know areas that need to be explored it's the conscious and subconscious <laughs> mind it's is the subconscious the I, I look at the subconscious as like um a library right that's yeah. everything you've said everything you've said to yourself and done and thought and there's someone at the front right who's getting the information that you need now there's plenty of good information yeah but there's someone at the front who's the person manning your desk right are they your friend my girl here I call her Janice and I love her and she's my best mate. So she's got my back. She only feeds me the good stuff now. But if you've got the wrong person, and it could be someone, an ex-boyfriend, you don't know who's there. Yeah. Meanwhile, your true identity self, the one that is you, you know, is stuck in the back doing the filing, you know. Yep. So it's, all about, <laughs> it's all about sending that person away, that one at the front. It's like, fucking, I do not need you. Thank you. So you just start. By changing the narrative, right? And that's yeah. where that's where all change starts. Let's be let's be very clear. Yes. All, all coaching is around this. Because if we continue with the same behaviors and the same excuses, and it's it's the hardest thing to do is to take responsibility for your actions, but also to take responsibility for your actions with yourself and to really tell yourself. You know, like like you said, you try to do too much. You want to get up in the morning and exercise. If you don't get up in the morning exercise, the only person's fault is yours. Absolutely. It's mine. You know what I mean? It's not. And that's the hardest and thing that, is to admit it to yourself. It is. And it's a skill, right? The thing is, once you get that skill like a muscle and you take accountability and responsibility, very quickly things change. Very quickly because you back yourself. It's like, well, I don't want to go through that again. It's very hard to take responsibility for your part or the results when it feels that it's not fair. They were, you know, (laughs) you know, so it's very hard. Yeah. To take it at the start. But once you do, 
you get it. You get why you do that. It becomes clear. And seeing those patterns are... And seeing the patterns, the habits are how you make change. If you can't see it, you can't change it. No. And that's why I say knowledge is power. And that's why it's important to work with someone um, on anything like that because we can't see our own things. I need to work with someone. I don't see my own barriers. I didn't know I had certain barriers that I just realized recently, you know. So we don't see self-awareness is one thing, but it's very hard. To see, we don't watch ourselves in the day. We don't right. see the facial. We don't see any of that. You like know? the resting bitch face or my and my really, bitch, my thinking bitch face. <laughs> that is, could you imagine if you could watch yourself all day? You'd be like, oh, my God, no. stand up straight, you stupid. Oh, my God. <laughs> and you might be feeding yourself bad stuff or whatever. Maybe you'd be really happy. But that would be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Watch yourself for five days. Because you'd see patterns then, wouldn't you? Yeah, you yeah, know? for sure. But we don't have that. So we need to work with someone who can help us see these things and understand yep. why they're there and understand how to change them and understand how easy it is. Yeah. It is so easy. To Once change. you're aware of it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Starts with knowledge. Starts with knowledge, self, knowledge, self-awareness and, and action. Yep. Right? That's that's it. Knowledge, self-awareness, action. There's your life. <laughs> I have like three or four people in my life who won't feed me bullshit. And I will come to them when I want a, an opinion. I don't want someone to pat me on the back and tell me I'm right if I'm no, not right. No. So I want, so I'm lucky I have, you know, some friends who I know that they'll tell me the truth and give me an honest answer. Because even when I started this podcast, I had two people. I said, listen to the first episode. If it sucks completely, tell me because I don't want to keep wasting time. Mm. Something that's that's not. I'd rather just put my energy somewhere else. Yes. So it's really important to have people to give yes. you that feedback and to to take it without getting defensive because you know it's so easy. And I get defensive. I just try to you know keep it inside because mm-hmm. what they're saying is true, but it might be a little painful. Yes, it might be a little painful, and it might be what they go to first, or something like that, and all those things. But but what you're talking about is that just be honest and say what you mean because yeah. we don't have time. Like I'm only attracted to people like that now. I couldn't be around right. people that just were yes men or, or didn't care enough to yeah. tell me the truth and tell me s- straight because they yeah. also know that my reaction is going to be fine. That's the other thing. We have to let people feel very comfortable to tell us the things that we can't see for ourselves. And that's probably where a spouse or a significant other is not a good idea Mm-mm. because there's just, there's too much emotion there and there's too much going on and you need someone, either a friend or a coach who's going to really be able to yes. tell you honestly. Yes. Yes. Um, it was funny. I did with my husband once though. I did a personality profile <laughs> because I thought I want to prove to you what I'm saying is right. <laughs> and it did. It was really interesting, but it also proved what he said about me. So we both <laughs> did one because that was like my way of getting an outsider looking looking in and then, you know, that's that self-awareness. But the reality is that's one thing and the rest of it you have to talk to someone else, someone who's impartial yep. but still vested in your success 
always work with someone who is genuine, you know. Yeah. Um, that's the other that's the other catch, isn't it? Or the other important and, thing. And that's kind of hard with women. We're lucky. I'm lucky in my life and I'm lucky because I'm in the same group as you that mm-hmm. I'm around women who treat each other with respect and who want the best. Yes. That there are plenty of women who are fake and who pretend they want the best for you, but in all reality, they're like, you know, stabbing you in the back. Yeah. Yes. And they just, they don't, they don't care about your well being because they don't want you to succeed because it's competition. Yeah. It, oh, that's exactly right. It's dressed up as care, but it is, it's just, and it's, it's a very narrow way of thinking. So yeah. we're so good because we open ourselves up and it's like, let's just do everything. <laughs> everything and just see where it goes let's support each other on a genuine level and there are all the sorts of things though that I that's why I left the corporate world it's just like you don't (laughs) get it no you just don't get it so that's my little girl sorry (laughs) um yeah so what were we saying I, I just lost track well, I was getting off track anyway about the self-sabotage. We were talking about the corporate world and, yeah. um, you know, they don't get the real support the right. real support that you need. And I guess if I was to take that one step further, um, it's easy to say at work or in these things, cut people off and say, okay, well, I'll defriend you on Facebook. Right. Easy, right? Makes it so easy. Transferring that into life is mm-hmm. really difficult because it's hard to look at the people that don't have your best interests at heart that that don't build you up that do feed your subconscious bad things those people they're albatrosses around your neck Mm -hmm. sometimes it can be family like it's really hard the thing is eliminating getting rid of those people from your life is what's going to really help you move forward with the goals that you want to do, you know, another hard thing to to do. And that's one thing I wrote in in my first book, 21 Days to Change Your Body, is is I kind of indicated people surround themselves with like-minded people. So if they're starting to go to the gym, maybe make some new friends at the gym. Okay, maybe you're not going to be besties, but surround yourself with people with the same goal as you, because yeah. if you want to bail out, if you don't want to come to class, they're not going to buy your bullshit excuses. No. They're going to say, really, you Where have to you? do the laundry? Yeah, exactly. And that's the honesty part, isn't it? Like they don't have to be your besties. I remember I've gone into places and said, I just would love to have a coffee with you guys afterwards. Yeah. After the thing, that's it. Yeah. We don't need anything else, but wow, that would be lovely. And you're so right. Just just get into the environment in any way that feels right to you. We don't have to be all or nothing. No. But you're right. You're the sum of the people that you're surrounded with. You know. And so you slowly start to change, especially when you're trying to to stop self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. It's bad enough when you say things about yourself, but when you're surrounded with people who every now and then like just put a little something, you know, like little knife stab, little knife stab, little knife stab. Yes. And how are you supposed to feel good about yourself? if you're constantly being thrown under the bus, but in a subtle way, like, oh, hi, your hair looks funny, but oh, you know, or, or, you know what I mean? They make it into a joke. It's it's not a joke. And you just, yeah, that's different. And the thing is, it might not even be saying it to you. They might be saying about themselves, but it drags you down. You know, people that just say, oh, today was shit. So this happened, you know, and they talk about their work and go, and then she said this, and then that happened. And my eyes just glaze. (laughs) 
just glaze over because if you're around that all the time, it, that's that's kind of just as detrimental. Yeah, then you start to it. think that you way. Into yep. it, don't you? And then you start feeding off the negative energy because I'll do that with people. I have a history with more negative energy. And yep. when I'm back in that situation, I start with the exact same pattern of the whole negative energy. And so I, I did a blog post years ago called, you know, don't smack talk yourself yep. because it's like, but then yep. you start because that you're used to that whole, because negative energy is energy. We it just is. misconstrue that it's not making you feel good. It's tearing you down. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the energy you want to get away from. Don't get me wrong. There's a couple of friends where we get together, we go on a a way that I never would go normally because it feeds that little part, but it's never negative. Right. It's never, right. but it's just you sort of say those things that you wouldn't normally say, um, perhaps in every day, but never, never negative. Right. Yep. Never about how, how bad the world is or how, you know, that's the killer. I will be the first one to admit that when I'm with, I'm around people who are the opposite side of the political spectrum. I'm not going to say exactly what's going on. And then I'm, I have people, my family are on the other side on quote unquote, my side. So when I'm with the people on my side, you know, we start to get our frustrations out together. So, yes. and I know that, that's been, but that's been, so the whole situation we've been in is very negative. So it's hard not to like find your release by bitching. About, that yes. Right. But yet it's not helpful because that's why I don't discuss it on Facebook because really no. people are, are, am I the, you know, the person they're going to listen to? I don't think so. And all it does is foster negative energy. Exactly. And like, like you put it so much better in the sense of that being able to get rid of some of that frustration and by using the language or whatever it is and just getting it out. And knowing though that it, that it stays there, that politics, that's very hard. I don't envy you. Yeah being over no, there it's, it's insane it's it's there we go I'll just say that quickly <laughs> it's insane <laughs> it's insane and that's about that that's I'm right. always like watching what I say but no. yeah so that that's not helpful you know for any of us either no. and so when you surround yourself with negative energy even if it's against your will mm -hmm. you, you just you just start being negative to yourself and you start being negative to other people and even family members. I've been really conscious my whole life of being very careful what I said to my kids. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't talk to them a certain way because they're my kids. I don't talk to them, my ex-husband a certain way. And he didn't, you know, it's not my ex because of that. Um, I don't, mm -hmm. I never say mean things that I can't take back. I've always no. been very careful about that. If I say something to you, I mean it. So you, so that's the end of that. But I, I just, we, we treat our family members. and We could treat them. Oh, I just am so grateful that I learned all these things, that awareness, the understanding um, of the conscious and subconscious mind. I'm so pleased I learned that before I had kids, yeah. you know, because I've been aware of that the whole time. And I just feel so grateful because I think yeah. that, you know, like my parents, most amazing parents in the world, there was also the, you think back to some of the things that were said and you went, wow, wow, that would have, they wouldn't have realized how detrimental that was. Yeah. You know, to maybe not let me be an individual or to put me down for a decision or to think I was bad. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and I, so I thank goodness because that was, that's what, that was a big thing. Those things can lead to who you think you identify as. And there can be a lot of defining moments there with family and, 
all that sort of stuff. So it, it's that awareness. I'm I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled that I've got it, and I can talk to the kids about it and educate yeah. them. Yeah. Yes. And of course, now my kids educate me, so that's kind of awkward. Love it. Love very smart. They're very into insightful. I'm like, really? Okay. I love it. Maybe they'll go eat my chocolate. Yeah, they should. No, yeah, they, they don't want to, but they should. I think they sound like they've got something to say. They're amazing. They yes. they're so much more insightful than I ever was. Isn't that great? Yeah, Isn't that a, what you want? It's a feeling of like they're going to be okay. They're okay. They're more yeah. than okay. Mm-hmm. They're going to be the the helpers. <laughs> well, congratulations to you. Well done. You we had a lot of rough times, trust me. But anyway, we're here at a good place now. That just goes to show, right? It just goes to show that it's the end destination. Yeah, and it's keeping the faith that that's knowing that that's going to get there. Knowing, yeah, and that's the difference. So what do you think, like, what are some solutions or tips that people could do to kind of reduce the self-sabotage? Because it's like, it's so ingrained in us mm-hmm. that we, we have to find a way to identify it. And then like, what are some options for people, some let's, steps that they could take? Let's look at a couple of words, right? Let's look at the word, but, and let's work, look at the word can't. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you look at those two words, in the next week, how often you say them to yourself, how often you say them to others, how often you use them as an excuse, right? That there will change everything immediately. Like that that there is enough and understanding, now the people that have listened to this, understanding why they are so detrimental, it's language. And then, of course, eventually, you know, you look at body language and and you build on that. But I like I like to get the simple thing where people don't have to do anything different. They just have to be aware and go, oh, my God, what am I telling myself? You know, I can't do that. I'm not good at that all. That, that's that's my tip. That there yeah. is my tip. Get a couple of words. Start listening to yourself. Start listening to others if they're doing it to themselves. I had a guy yeah. yesterday, a kid, and I was buying something. I was buying some shoes, and he um, he did something and he couldn't get it. And then he called himself, he goes, I'm so stupid. And my heart, I said, oh, my God, like, you're amazing. You're <laughs> you burst Build out. You up. Build you up. Because my heart broke for him because I thought you don't understand how detrimental that is, you know, and that's not the first time you've said it to yourself. And that's no. a kid. That's a kid doing it. And so that's when you're so impressionable, you know and embarrassed about things and screwing up or whatever. So there's my tip, Helen. Watch how the week changes. Yeah. Watch how the and week- that's a simple thing. It's just something to start with because just like with fitness yeah. and weight loss and everything, if you go 100%, just like if I completely wanted to change my attitude from, you know, negative Nelly to, you know, poppy sunshine, mm. and I that's not going to work because no. you have to take those small steps. You do, and it's little by little. You're just get, getting rid of, of whatever it was that you were feeding yourself before. And the other thing is don't look in the rear vision mirror. Don't worry about what happened before. Don't try and analyze all that stuff. Be aware, of course, that some of the thoughts you had and maybe the meanings you gave events have, have led you to believe who you are. But the reality is just chop it off, right? Yeah. Not a lot of time in life to go looking at all that stuff. So chop it off and 
take action to move forward. Look at these things with your, just clear your mind and just look at the negative words. That's where you start. And I can't tell you, you won't stop. You won't stop once you start those things. Can you imagine yeah. where you'd be in a year? Like a yeah, match? because everything, people don't understand that like a little small thing like that can make a giant change. And what it does to your self-confidence and what it, when you're not constantly picking at yourself. Mm-hmm. Here's the other one. If I can add on, I do love adding on to the negative. If you have prioritized or deprioritized yourself as a result of what you've told yourself, be very aware and say to yourself, I've chosen not to put myself first. Be right. very honest, right? I wanted to, but I wanted to eat well, but this. I wanted to eat well, but I chose not to prioritize my health. Right, be exactly. Be honest with yourself, right? Don't Because that's, that's, that's the reality. The only way. That yep. is the reality. This is about taking accountability. It wasn't because you didn't have time. It's because you thought something else was more important to do with the time that you had. That's it. Like watching TV, like watching the Kardashians. Yeah, (laughs) and that's okay too. (laughs) (laughs) I don't watch the TV, so I don't watch the TV. I sound like I'm 400. No, I don't either. It's oh, we watch one. (laughs) I watch it at night. Chris and I will watch one thing because that's our little downtime. But the rest, of I found myself watching TV. Like it's that rare Sunday once every six months where it's raining. Yeah. Like that's it. Close the blinds. Let's get the video, like the movies out there. But the rest of it, there's no time, is there? No. I'd rather be listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> every minute of the day, it's like filled with something. But once you open your mind mm-hmm. to 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 think, um, I'm not going to go into my huge backstory, but as you heard in one of my podcasts, you know, most of my life I was always a failure and I always considered myself a failure. And then after I lost weight and I started teaching spin and and I started, you know, training people. See, now I just lost my train of thought. But um, just just reprogramming that whole thing from where I suck to where, uh-huh. I, oh, I'm actually pretty good at this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It makes such a difference in your life. And and that's then I took this challenge and the next step and the next step. And in 2017, after my daughter graduated high school, we put all our stuff in storage and we left and we started to travel around the world on very little money with whatever money I made. And we couldn't move to the next city until I made enough money for us to move. I love it. And, but it was like, it was like, how can we do this? Instead of like, oh, you know, this is a disaster. It's like, no, no, how can we do this? Where can we go? Yes. What can, what resources, what personal resources can I pull on? No, that's that's sort of, I guess, when we're talking about the, the good thing about a challenge like this and going to wherever is that every step you take, you feel better. Like yes. it's not like other ones where you feel like, okay, I've got to do maybe four years studying. It takes a long time to see that, okay, I'm finally seeing the growth, the progress, you know. When you start being aware of all these things, you've obviously had years of it that you would have fed yourself, right? The changes start instantly. That's yep. the difference between the journey of self-growth and some other goal. Do you yep. know what I mean? Like that, that is the difference and that's what keeps you motivated. You know, you start using the right words, that builds to affirmations. It builds to vision about what you want. Like it, it just starts opening your mind. And what that's what I love about it. It's immediate. Yeah. And you really see, we'll see the possibilities. I'm going to share a quick story with you. Um, I think my son, just before his 12th birthday, I was doing some writing for an online magazine. And um, 
there was a concert. It was uh, called Project Revolution. It was Lincoln Park. It was Chris Cornell, The Bravery. So I just had, you know, I really couldn't afford much at the time. I was a single mom. And so I asked my editor, is there any way I could get like like a press pass to get in? And she's like, yeah, I think so. So she had me contact the media people and they gave me a press pass and they do press passes. So anyway, as I'm at the, you know, a few hours before we get ready to leave for the concert, they call me. They said, okay, we got your press pass. We got your interview with the lead singer of the bravery and you're going in the photo pit. So you can take pictures from the pit of all these people. Well, I didn't have a camera. I didn't have a recorder. I didn't have anything. So I call my ex-husband. I went over, grabbed his mm-hmm. camera, driving in the car. My son is reading to me from, you printed out from Wikipedia or something. This is about the band and this and that. And I go, I go, we go there on the road, on the curvy mountain road. So we finally get there and we're sitting with the groupies outside the trailer in the back of the whole concert thing. And I walk in and I'm talking to this lead singer of the bravery and he goes, Oh, you don't have a recorder. I go, no, I don't like recorders. I'll just take notes. And he goes, Oh, that sucks for you. And I'm thinking, I don't, can't even afford a fucking recorder, but I didn't say that. And I pretended that I was, and then I go into the photo pit. And um, so Lincoln Park was getting ready to play and it's all dark and everything there. And I find one spot that's like, no, no, the photographers are there. Right. And I'm trying to figure out this DSLR camera. Right. So I'm standing there and I'm like, oh, great. You know, nobody's here. They're all over there. And then I hear that one of their songs is like this really easy, this really light piano part. And then just before I know it's going to go into this big drum thing, I, I see a little light flare. There's a gigantic speaker gigantic right in front of me because nobody oh. that's why nobody was there so every time i hear da 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 i like blew backwards like oh my god it was like that's why yeah helen that's why nobody was there so now you know for next time i love it and i shot like five and what's the greatest how big it was it was it was it was like two of me high and gigantic but it was all black in the photo pit because the lights were off where they were going on stage but it's like so what i did is i just did it. You know, I could have been, I could have been terrified to do an interview with this guy, but I didn't have enough time to be terrified. My, my brain went into the mode. Like I could say, yeah, I'm a, I suck. I I can't do this. I can't finish anything. Nobody's going to talk to me. I walked in there as though a, I interview people better than you all the time. I didn't say it. And then B, yeah, I know how to use this camera. And I knew there was a speaker there. I just want to be really close to the music. Yeah. It just (laughs) is my choice. This was by choice. So I got the better shots because I was right here. When I went deaf, I was right here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what if I'm deaf? Um, what I, do you know what I love about that? I always find that I do my best work. I call it when my back's against the wall. Yes. It's like when you have to get it done because you don't give yourself enough time to doubt. It, when the doubt tries to keep it, it's like I don't have the time to deal with that. Like there's one day until this thing and it's amazing what you get done isn't it mm-hmm. and that you yep. can just get through it's just like time goes on march through that you'll get out and then you've and done when it you, and when you don't have time to fret about it if we give ourselves too much time then all the self-doubt creeps in but if we just sure. go and we just you know i i have a thing you know a lot of times before i go into class I'll, I'll sit in the car like if I've been really tired because I have Hashimoto's disease. I, I'm yeah. hypothyroid and I didn't know that I, I had it. So sometimes when I got out of class, I would sit in my car and cry because I was too tired to go drive home because I gave everything in class. Yeah. But so I would sit in the car before class and I would take a deep breath in and I would go 
three, two, one, showtime. And not yeah. that I was showtime like I'm going to be fake, but three, two, one. Now your your job now is is to go in there and and help these people have a great hour. You know, this is Correct. this is your professional. You're not going to sit around and feel sorry for yourself because this is what you do. This is who you are. Yeah. So let's walk in there. Even if you don't feel like it, this is actually who you are. So let's walk mm-hmm. in there like that woman. You know, mm-hmm. let's talk like that woman because yep. you know it's not fake. Nope. You know she's there. You know, that is woman it, comes out. Sorry. And no, it's a different part of the personality, and that's what I used when I went to the concert. I have, like, uh, the people in class years ago used to call me Spin Queen. And so Spin Queen was the strong, confident one who, who wasn't afraid of anything. And Helen was like, yeah. oh, I don't know. I am. I can do it. Okay. And so – I have to, I had to transition into like spin queen when I was doing the interviews or when I was teaching a yeah. class. Anything that's scary, I transition into that part of my personality. I'm not like yeah. multiple personalities; it's just a different no, no, aspect. No. no, it's it's you can have alter egos. That could be that your that's probably the girl at your subconscious. Yeah. Um, she, if she's if because she, I know she's your friend now. You know she's yeah. your friend, and that's her now keeping you safe. It's a very different mm-hmm. safety, isn't it? Yes. Right. She's got your back. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the difference. So you're not going in there faking it till you make it. That's not what it is. It's your, your being who you are. Even if at the time you're struggling to see, you know what I mean? There's those yeah. doubts. Cause you know, you just take over. She yeah. takes over, you know, but not, not being in touch. Like when you finally start giving up on the self-sabotaging behaviors, which I still do sometimes I'll go in there yeah. and I'll eat that entire thing of chocolate because I just, damn it. I just want this chocolate and but I'm tired. Is that self-sabotage though? Well, it is. If I eat the whole, that's a lot of chocolate. Yeah, I'm okay <laughs> with that with me. I'm okay. <laughs> but it's I'm like, cause then I have the negative like if I, I try to teach people, if you're going to, if you're going to quote unquote binge eat, for example, eat food that you really enjoy. Don't like, I hate Oreos, but you know, when I've had bad days, I used to always just chop all over whatever Oreos yeah. or whatever. Yes. Don't eat the crap food. At least if you're going to do something, do something you enjoy, you know, like then it's not so negative. No, I am. Um, I enjoy chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> But when I do it, because I've done the same, I, I lost weight years ago and I've kept it off because I identify as that person who is fit and healthy. So when I eat right. chocolate or a block of chocolate, look, it's the rare, but it, I, I'll do it, you know. Yeah. And what I do is I thank myself for bringing the true identity out to the point where I can do this and know yeah. that it's fine. Know that it's yep. fine. I've gotten to a point where both sides have met, you know, I can give into those cravings and I don't feel bad. Now, I'm really sorry if that goes against, I feel bad. Like I understand that's not health. No, <laughs> it's, no, but. It's just looking at things a different way. But as people, as, especially as women, we're conditioned. We do something, we eat this chocolate bar, we're supposed to feel bad. Absolutely. That's what society has taught us. So yes. if we if we change the frame and you take the negative out of it and you go, mm. I get, and that's a, one of my next podcast episodes is going to be about reframing. Like instead of saying, I have to exercise, I get to exercise. But yes. putting more positive in and enjoying the good chocolate. Don't eat that cheap stuff. Don't no. eat Hershey's. No. Something good. Do the good one. And if you're going to do it, do it well, yes. you know. And, no, you don't have to go and do 10 extra Ks the next day no. to punish no. yourself. 
No. That's what it is. This is all the reframing. It just goes to show you there's another one you wouldn't even have realised. Like people wouldn't realise when they're doing it. It's like, oh, I'm so bad for doing this. Yes. I should feel so bad. Get that out of your head. Mm-hmm. Get it out of your head, right? Um, there'd be lots of people in the world that would love to have chocolate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How lucky after, are we? After I started traveling a lot, it really, I went to a lot of places where people don't have money. I mean, yeah. people are very poor, people in Cambodia, very you know, Indonesia. It was, it was really eye-opening and you realize how lucky we are mm-hmm. and that if we have to worry about you know, bagging half of our meal. I mean, these people don't even have food. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Perspective. There's another one. Put things into perspective. Now, if something bad happens to you, that's and you you don't need to go and always say, oh, well, at least I'm not there. It's okay. No, no. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, But the other stuff, we are very, very, very lucky to even be sitting there going, and if you're going to eat chocolate, make sure it's good. Yep, exactly. You know, like my God. So there's there's all those tiny little awareness things that that change, and that's why working on it with someone over time, you do that groundwork to become the person that you are. Once all the untruths is stripped away, then you go to that next thing. Right, I'm ready to go for the stars. I'm ready to. It's it's a process, and it's a great liberating process isn't it yes because life is so short and i think sometimes Uh we fail to realize how short it is Mm -hmm. and that we're spending our time in a negative space unhappy trapped in a life we don't like or you know all these quote-unquote problems and and really it just takes a little bit of work on our part to completely change everything and make the one life we have count we don't know what happens at the end no so and it's the only thing that's inevitable. It's quite amazing how we're able to turn our mind from it and block that fact out, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and just go through. So even when you're saying, yeah, think about that, I want to do coaching, but I'd love to go and learn more about that, but I'd love to take that course, but money and time, it's always money mm-hmm. and time or whatever, you know, invest in yourself, trust, trust that you will get out of it what you need to, trust that you you think differently now. And yeah. you're going to get all the gold from that. And it's, yeah, God, do it. Back yourself. And stop doing the little things. Like, you know, I haven't had Starbucks in so long now because I have a little co- foamer that I make like foam milk and I make my foofy mm-hmm. coffee and it costs me like 40 mm-hmm. cents. Totally. I don't, want to, I don't want to spend $5 on coffee. I want to yeah. spend it towards my business or something that's going to help me. Yeah, absolutely. And that's those, uh, I do the same thing. I do the exact same thing. You know, it's a it's an awareness it's an awareness thing because you know where you want to invest it. And if you right. can say to yourself, where is this getting me closer to my goal? Mm-hmm. No. You know, is this the best use of my money? Is this the best use of my time? Is this the best use of my time? Is often a really good question to ask yourself. Yeah. Uh, cuz often you won't <laughs> won't be <laughs> um especially if you're doing things for work and for others. You know, so yes, I understand that and knowing exactly where you want to invest your time and money and backing that. Yeah, and that that is because you really have that. Those are steps that are going to change your life. Every step like that, because eventually you're doing a whole heap of these steps. You're like a little millipede doing steps, 
because it's not just one. You start with one, you start by recognizing language or something. It just keeps going. It just keeps going. You know, I'm about to learn from a girl. I'm about to do a course with all the elements of nature and how the seasons can, you know, affect our, our cycle of growth and all that. Cause I'm ready to learn more. Yeah. I'm ready to invest in, in finding out about something else. That's exciting That's- because you just get into that habit. Really exciting. I think the easier or one of the good analogies for that is like, like my aunt said, she can't buy a throw pillow. If she buys a throw pillow, then she's going to want to change the sofa and then she's going to want to change the carpets and then she's going to want to change the curtains and then she's going to want to, but that's how it is. You make one positive change in your life and everything changes. Because suddenly the other stuff is dull compared to this thing that makes you feel bright and happy. And it's your environment. So you want to make the other things make you feel like that. So that's what you want in your mind and in your subconscious. Think of it that way. Get rid of the old, just basic. Yeah. Basic, right? (laughs) Isn't it? Get rid of the old. In with the the new. new. In with the new. The upgraded, the one that you deserve. And it doesn't matter how much it costs. It's Cost is irrelevant. You can afford whatever you want to put in your mind. Yeah, You know, you can afford to decorate that place to your perfect taste. Yeah. So. It's all about priorities. It is. It is. Prioritize yourself first. Fill your yeah. own and that, then you can fill others. Yeah. And that's the one thing as women, we, we don't, we don't do that. We always got to take care of everybody else. Yeah. And then finally, that's why I would sit and I would eat a gallon of ice cream, you know, at night when everybody went to bed and at moment in life talking. That was your time. time. Your time. It was my time, and I was taking care of myself because eating gave me the only sense mm-hmm. of you know, comfort. Yes. But once you find other ways to get comfort and you learn new things and you do new things, it's so exciting, and you just can't turn off your brain. It's like it's on fire. It's Yes, because it, it, the passion's there all the time. The purpose is there all the time. You're always being driven to something better. And something great. And at the end, it just becomes, that just becomes the car. The vehicle takes you there. It goes on cruise control and you work out the other stuff. You know what I mean? It just does. You can't stop it. No. You can't stop it unless you deliberately say, I just don't want to be positive. Yeah. You know, I just don't want to live my best. I don't want to live my best life. And some people don't. And there's really nothing we can do. That's okay. Because they're not the ones that I'm speaking to. They're not the ones we're speaking to. They're not the ones we're hanging out with. All right. So they're on a different podcast. That's (laughs) totally fine, isn't it? Exactly. There's room for everybody in the world. There's room for everyone in the world. No one's wrong. No one's wrong. It's just if you want more and you want the best and you know you deserve it, come on the right. (laughs) Yep. Come on the right. I doesn't. I know. I agree. No, it's a wild ride, but it's a good ride. Yes, the best ride you can go on. There are no Mondays. No, that's right. There are no Mondays. There are no Every, Mondays. Every day is Monday. My dad, and then I'll let you go because I know we're <clears throat> I've, I've been chatting a lot. Um, my it. dad, we used to always say, like, he says they ever, he would get up early because he goes, I'll sleep when I'm dead. He said, every day that I can get out of bed is a good day. That's so true. What a simple thing to say. Yeah. But you've remembered it. He says that to him. He says it all the time to himself. He, that's what he believes. Yeah, and he he was a very simple man, but he had very. Mm-hmm. He loved his wife. He went to work. He showed up. You know, not a mm-hmm. not a you know 
self-starter like that, but just very wise and just those things like that. And he just, everything made him happy. The simple. He found beauty in the simple and, and because you're right, it's okay to be, live your life simple. Not everyone has to strive for these things. You strive for happiness, whatever happiness looks like for you. Yeah. And for him, gratitude is happiness. And positivity. He was very happy. And giving. Yep. You know, that connection, there's that feeling of all those things are obviously what he needed. Yeah. And he did it. He did it. He lived that life to the full. And people, there are so many people that always remember him. He passed away in 2003. Yeah. They remember him because you like, just because of simple things that he lived this, this life just pure and simple and loving and, yeah. you know. Yeah. So they're the things that people like take away. Yeah. They do. They're the things that pivot people's lives and we don't remember the complex. No. We remember the simple advice we were given, you know. Someone said this and it changed my life and it does. So it's the power of simplicity, you know. And so you just living your talked truth. about today, that's, that's, you've just given people tools, simple things, mm. watch the butts and the can'ts. I mean, that's going to yeah. be a big life changer. It doesn't seem like it's a big life changer, but Certainly it is. Doesn't. It's the start. And if you like how that feels, then you know you're ready to learn more yeah. and to delve into this deeper and to invest in yourself. You know, try smiling every time you see the color yellow. Just see how that makes your day. <laughs> you know, there are so many different things, but it's that yeah. start. It's that first step. Take yep. it, girls. Take it. First step is the hardest. Boys. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. First step is the hardest, and it's also the most fun once it's on its way. You know what I mean? It's like I've started. Once you've done that first thing of the awareness, that's the first step. Yep. I've just done. I've I've, I've recognized the first thought that I've had, that's that's the first step. Second step is when you recognize it again. So you might do 50 steps in a day. You know what I mean? But you don't realize. You don't realize. These these steps are minute. Yeah. And they're so powerful. That is absolutely true for everything, for everything in life. Everything. That's what I mean. doesn't matter what we're teaching. doesn't matter what we're focusing on. It infiltrates. Mm. It infiltrates. It's beautiful. And you'll see it everywhere. Every part of your life just gets better. That's why I teach people, like, just start small. Start with the walking. Don't beat yourself oh, up. You know, the, the little things that, that other other people and, and coaches don't do, No, that's, they that's what I do. Do things at the right path. Like, I listen to your pot and I'm nodding. Yes. <laughs> yes. Kind of girl. yes. That's exactly what, because it's so right. It's so right. It's doing, you've got your whole life to become the person that you know you really are. And there's time to build up to that yep. thing and just this is you just feeding your stuff it'll grow little seeds so yeah. i love it i love yeah woman after your own heart there my darling oh thank you well it was my really pleasure. good talking to you i'm really glad thank that you did you. this with me oh i did too i was very much looking forward to it and it's always like chatting to an old friend mm-hmm. with and you. something new you haven't oh, done this before so this i've never new. done this before so for me you know a lot of people there you go would think oh well it's all right for her she's so confident and all that. I was very nervous before this, you know. It's the first time I've done something like yeah. this. So for me, that was, and it was investing in myself because mm-hmm. I thought, okay, you know, let's do this. And I've said yes to another podcast now. So See? This is for me, so we're always in a stage of growth. The difference yeah. is look where the steps get once you've been doing it for ages. 
yeah. you start by recognizing the word but you end up you're on podcasts around the world or something you know <laughs> but that's what I mean that's where the change yeah. gets you so yes I must share that with people know that it's awesome to be scared and nervous yeah because it means you're about you're on the precipice of real change and real growth so I appreciate my middle name you'll always be the first podcast oh yeah finally i'm the first of something (laughs) no i appreciate it thank you so much my love thank you so much thank you pleasure see you everyone bye bye